From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and we have Dr. Kathy Greenberg, as a co-host of Leadership Development News, and today's guest uh, is Bruce Cryer, and Bruce is the CEO of HeartMath, and we're going to hear all about HeartMath. Uh, Bruce Cryer has spent the last 30 years researching and teaching innovative approaches to maximizing health and organizing performance. He was named President and CEO of HeartMath in 2000, having helped launch the nonprofit Institute of HeartMath with the founder, Dr. Uh, or founder, Doc Childre, in 1991. For eight years prior, he served as vice president for a biotech company. Bruce was the key architect of programs that incorporate Hearts Math innovative biomedical research into practical tools, strategies to enhance health, performance, and creativity, innovation, and productivity for both the individual and the organization. So we're going to hear more from him about exactly what those tools are, how he's used that, but he has successfully guided health math programs at organizations such as the Mayo Clinic, Duke University, Stanford Medical Center, NASA, Motorola, HP, Kaiser Permanent, uh, and, and many others. In 2005, HeartMath was honored with the ACHE Management Innovations Award for its work with the Dell uh, Newark Community Hospital in St. Charles, Illinois, and was a finalist for the ABL Innovations in Health Healthcare Award. So we'll uh, bring on Bruce in just a bit. But, you know, Kathy and I always want to bring you the, the best and current leadership topics, interviews of proven leaders to provide evidence-based practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And, Kathy, welcome to the call. Thanks, Riley. I am delighted to have our friend Bruce Cryer from HeartMath on the show today because, as you know, we love to talk about leaders as the heartbeat of an organization. And today we're going to learn about how HeartMath, connecting the mind and the heart, really makes true leaders. And you all know that leaders can often underestimate just how much influence they have over others, and thus they and their teams can sometimes underperform. But doing just a few things differently can really improve your performance and the performance of your organization. You know, in every one of our shows, Relly and I like to bring you fact-based evidence about how to develop more leaders in your company, what happy companies know about performance, emotional intelligence, and positive psychology strategies. And we're going to talk today about brain and neuroscience contributions to top performance, and you'll hear a lot today about the science of heart math. We talk about work-life balance practices and strategies for managing yourself and your boss and being your best, plus many more tools and tips. And really, why don't you talk about some of the evidence that we both share with our leaders when we coach them? Sure. Thanks, Kathy. The reason that we talk about leaders so much is, is we know leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. That, in one way of saying it, the leader is the emotional thermostat for the team because emotions are contagious. And the idea is to get somebody into the top 10%, whether it's be the leader or the leader getting some of their direct reports in the top 
And the reason is when someone is in the top 10%, they produce twice as much revenue to the organization as managers in the 11th through the 89th percentile. And if you can add coaching, coaching gives an incredible boost to any kind of training. And if you want more information uh, about Kathy, her website is www.h2cleadership.com for happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. And if you want more information from me, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com for emotional intelligence books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. Now, I met uh, Bruce recently in the fall at the International Conference for Emotional Intelligence where he was doing a presentation and, and so was I. And he also has a history of, uh, in the past of, of knowing Kathy and working with Kathy. Let me just mention a little bit more about Bruce. We'll bring him on. In 2007, um, Mr. Cryer was named one of the top 50 thought leaders in personal excellence by Leadership Excellence magazine. Mr. Cryer is a co-author with Dr. Childrey of the book From Chaos to Coherence, The Power to Change Performance. Bruce is also the lead author of the Harvard Business Review article in July 2003, Pull the Plug on Stress, and the co-author of An Inner Quality Approach to Reducing Stress and Improving Physical and Emotional Well-Being at Work, which was published in the Journal of Stress Medicine in 1997. He has been interviewed or uh, written for such publications as the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Harvard Business Review, Christian Science Monitor, Executive Excellence, and, and others. Um, reading through this, uh, the other thing that's interesting here about Bruce, he's a former actor, singer, and dancer on the New York stage. Bruce has starred in more than 700 performances of internationally acclaimed uh, musical The Fantastics in New York City. He lives in Boulder Creek, California with his wife and daughter and enjoys the fabulous California weather, hiking, gardening, and good health. So, Bruce, welcome to the call. Thank you, Relly and Kathy. Good to be here with both of you. Well, as, as, uh, as Relly indicated, you know, I think um, having met you uh, at a critical time uh, in my life uh, when I was trying to uh, organize my thinking around how the heart and the mind operated uh, was uh, instrumental in understanding how the science of happiness works. So um, I can't help but ask you, Bruce, what what gave you this sense of direction that you're following now? I mean, you come from acting and science and, and all these wonderful things in your background. G- can you tell us how you got to be the CEO of HeartMath? I'll give you the short version. <laughs> it's a great question. <clears throat> well, as you, as you read, uh, Raleigh, I, I did start as an actor and dancer and singer in New York 30-some years ago and uh, loved it and found uh, great joy in, in entertaining people and, and uh, helping them laugh and cry and whatever else they, they did as they watched the performances. Um, I also found, though, that if my heart wasn't into it on a given night, I didn't perform nearly as well. And I found that um, uh, the ability to engage an audience had everything to do with my heart. And after a number of years of being a, a, a working actor in New York, and I stress working because a lot of actors uh, don't have yeah. that uh, good fortune sometimes, um, I discovered my heart wasn't really into just being an actor and that my interests in my own personal development, uh, living a very fulfilled life in balance with uh, my health and my, my personal fulfillment was really more important to me than just being an actor. And, and I left in, in 1978, moved to California, um, became involved with a very innovative group that was doing publishing around uh, some of the early work in mind-body medicine and the impact of, that, our, that our thoughts and our emotions have on our health and our well-being. And 
Um, right after that, got re- recruited into the biotech company from a, a friend of mine who started it, and we, we grew very rapidly. And uh, I was doing work that was fulfilling to me on the one hand, but I realized that I had I was my, the responsibilities I had as a leader were outstripping my my skills, <laughs> and uh, that the kind of the innate talents I'd had in acting weren't always translating mm. into being an effective leader. And a lot of that, a lot of that had to do with stress. And more and more, it, it, it I felt that. Uh, I wasn't living in sync enough with my own heart, and that was causing a, a tremendous amount of internal tension and, and stress and realized I wasn't being as effective as I really wanted to be. In 1987, I connected with Doc Childre, the founder of HeartMath. I'd met him a number of years earlier and was intrigued by some of his ideas about this heart-mind connection and how to uh, create organizations and lives that were more fulfilling and balanced. But it was in '87 that I really kind of got connected with him in a more uh, formal way and and began to listen to some of his ideas about creating an organization to research how performance can be maximized by a leader, by a mother, by a student, by anyone, and uh, decided to leave the biotech company in order to be one of the group that founded HeartMath in 1991. And HeartMath, for me, has been the culmination of sort of all the years leading up to that of, of studying my own well-being as a performer, then trying to become uh, effective in business and then be a leader. And HeartMath sort of brought it all together because we, we study it. Uh, and when we started as a, as a nonprofit research firm, the intent was to look clinically at the biological and cardiovascular and neurological underpinnings of what makes people effective in life and in business and developed a whole set of techniques based on this research to understand that that heart-brain connection and how to help people be much, much more effective. So for me, uh, sometimes when I do presentations, you know, like the old hair club commercials where the guy came on and said, <laughs> I'm not just a founder, I'm also a customer. <clears throat> well, same is true for me with HeartMath. Uh, I use the techniques uh, every day. They've, they've made an enormous difference for me in maintaining balance as our organization has grown internationally and helped me through some, some pretty challenging personal uh, issues over the last 10 or 12 years, family health issues, et cetera. <clears throat> so it's become very much an integrated um, system for me in, in my life, uh, not just as the leader of an organization, but as a father, as a son, as a brother, as a uh, a person. Well, thanks, Bruce. That's a that's a good uh, background to see kind of where you are as a user and and a uh, part of the founder. Um, for many of our listeners, they may not know exactly what HeartMath is. So maybe you can tell us about you know what is HeartMath and maybe what's the what's the mission of HeartMath. Sure. Um, HeartMath is a system uh, of techniques and technology to help people prevent, recover from, and transform stress in the moment it's happening. Mm. But to do that in a way that helps our health, helps us be more effective in how we make decisions and how we lead others and how we communicate with others. And the scientific piece of HeartMath is really at the core. As I mentioned earlier, we, we start as a research firm. We now have a separate for-profit organization, which is what I run, a, a training, consulting, and product development business. But the research roots are very strong for HeartMath, and I think what so often helps people remember who HeartMath is is, oh, yeah, those are the stress guys that are into the, all the cool research, <laughs> meaning we've, we are data junkies. Uh, every intervention we do with an organization anywhere in the world, we collect, collect reams of data on what's changing for the leaders, for the staff, or whoever's involved. Uh, and that could be data on how their health is changing and how their performance is changing, on how their stress levels are changing and their sleep is improving, 
energy is improving, as well as organizational uh, metrics around uh, you know how retention is improving or productivity is improving. So we love to research. We love to validate. I love the fact that when you did the intro- introductions, Kathy and, and Relly, about your interest in these programs about being fact-based and evidence-based, mm-hmm. we totally agree. That there's so much out there today that's subjective, and to get obje- objective data on performance improvement and health improvement is at the core of what HeartMath is trying to do. So in, in simple terms, a set of techniques, nuts and bolts techniques that people can apply throughout the day, throughout the year, throughout their life to help them perform better with less stress. One of the things that um, I know our listeners are interested in, you know, related to this um, whole idea of the heart and the brain, uh, is the um, the impact of stress in the business and, and how that works. So I think we're going to go to a break, and you're listening to Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back with Bruce Cryer from HeartMath. Bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Homeowners, real estate investors, bankers, listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcast live on the Voice America Business Channel, Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. And we're talking with Bruce Cryer of HeartMath, CEO of HeartMath. And before the break, we were talking about um, some of the the applications. What is HeartMath? And maybe Bruce, you can tell us a little bit about some of the uh, the impact of stress in the business world. And I know when we've talked, uh, how much you were saying how more popular your programs are being in the corporate world. So, kind of maybe a little bit about the stress in the corporate world, and then we can get into uh, some of the things that you do to help help those folks out. 
Well, let's imagine the financial meltdown hadn't just occurred. Right. <laughs> but since it has, um, stress in the corporate world is massive. I mean, it's, it's um, kind of mind-boggling what we're all facing today. Um, but as I said, even if it hadn't occurred, just the, the everyday stress that was being tracked by many organizations on the cor- on corporate effectiveness was was pretty startling. Uh, it's known, for example, that around seventy to five to ninety percent of all doctor visits to your primary care doctor is for something that's stress related. Uh, it's also a, pub- a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association uh, one year ago exactly said that workplace stress is as damaging for our heart as smoking or high-cholesterol diets. Uh And that's a stunning statistic. We don't let people smoke within 50 feet of the front door of our office buildings, but they can have massive amounts of stress, and we don't pay much attention to it in general. Uh Another study that came out in late 2007 showed that fully one-third of all Americans, and again, this is pre-meltdown, pre-gas prices going through the roof, one-third a year ago were already reporting uh, extreme levels of stress on a regular basis. That's one in three people in every workplace, one in three people on every street we walk down, 100 million Americans saying they feel extreme stress, and that was pre-all the things we've had to face and the worries of the future that we're now dealing with. Um, There's even been a study showing that people with high debt stress are at far greater risk for heart attacks and a number of other chronic conditions, three to seven times higher risk and people without the stress of the debt burden that they're personally facing. Mm. So, and there's there's reams more data. And if I said any any more, your listeners would get so stressed <laughs> out, <laughs> they'd probably switch to another another channel. But uh, it, it's extreme, and it stresses sort of come out of the closet. Uh, it's, it's emperor's new clothes time. You know, it, 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 everybody's got stress, and it's and it's killing a lot of people, and it's making costs through the roof go through the roof in most corporations, at least in the way of healthcare. So it's something we have to address. And so there is an enormous interest now. Um, in, in organizations in, in dealing with this problem because it's so much of the stress that people feel are around issues that are beyond their control. Uh, we cannot control the subprime uh, meltdown. We cannot control uh, the capital market implosion. We can't control so many things. So what can we control? We can control how we perceive, how we react mentally, emotionally, and physically oh. to events, and we can control the resilience that we can build up every day through practices and techniques and technology that we use to, to develop that. So HeartMath has kind of come along and spent 17 years developing all these all this evidence and data and great stories at a, for a time right now that we're under uh, currently that says if there was ever a time to, to deal with our stress and deal with it in a practical, pragmatic uh, really useful way, now is the time. So that's that's what we're here to do. Not too long ago, Bruce, I came up to your facility there uh, in California, that's Boulder, California, and um, went through uh, part of your program to learn more about how you do what you do and how the software works. And as you know, I'm a firm believer in using the software. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about some of the programs that HeartMath has created for executives and what have been some of the results, like the great work you did at BP, et cetera? Sure. Well, um, as I mentioned, I, I've had an interest in, in personal performance since my days as an actor and found there was this direct connection between anxiety or joy, uh, fear or boredom or enthusiasm, and my ability to perform. And positive emotion was the key thing that always enabled me to perform at a higher level. 
the work of Daniel Goleman and many others came along in the mid-90s saying, sure enough, <laughs> the ability to manage emotions and, and be aware of what we're feeling and, and, and uh, improve our relationships with others was critical to, to leaders performing at a high level. Well, HeartMath has taken a, a very scientific approach to that, as I've, as I've mentioned, the more biological approach. And so in every one of our programs, whether it's uh, coaching programs, one of which is called Executive Readiness, which we provide either in person or telephonically for executives, um, or whether it's uh, workshop-style uh, programs uh, for executives, for leadership teams, for management teams. The science is always embedded in that, and, and we feel that most people in leadership roles are very data-driven. They wouldn't be in the C-suite or even a VP level if they weren't very good at managing numbers and, and, and driving towards results. Uh, but So they're also interested if they're going to learn about leadership development in ways to track their own effectiveness and their own improvement. And so in our work, we've realized that um, you know, feedback is essential to a leader, but so much of it's subjective that it can kind of make you crazy at times. You have 50 people could have 50 different opinions of you as a leader, and you can't please all of them. But if you're looking at objective feedback on how your physiology is performing when you're under stress and how better it performs when you're in a zone, when you're feeling positive, that kind of objective feedback is really helpful to help helping a leader improve. So at the core of our programs, as I mentioned, Executive Readiness is, is a coaching-style program that we've, we've done with hundreds of executives over the, over the last few years, with another one called the Power to Change Performance, which we run for leadership groups at Stanford Business School, and we, we have affiliations with some leadership groups, uh, leadership development institutes outside the U.S. as well. The, the intent is to, to teach the executive about new things about their own physiology and how to regulate their physiology. And, and what we've learned is that this heart-brain connection is critically important. Stress causes the heart to become chaotic. That affects the cortex, the, re- the higher reasoning, the higher analytical executive decision-making parts of our brain. Basically, we can't think as clearly. So in the HeartMath programs, we teach techniques to use prior to potentially stressful events like public speaking, uh, leading a meeting, uh, negotiating a, a, a union contract. Playing golf. Playing golf, absolutely. <laughs> big big use of heart math amongst executives is the, is the golf aspect. And, and yeah, so, so results are, have been significant. And we've worked, as you mentioned, with, with BP and, and shown some dramatic improvements in, first of all, the physiological benefit. Because you know, leaders are under enormous stress. I mean, I just crossed a 100,000-mile mark on United Airlines this year. Uh, some of your leaders are probably double that that you're, they're listening right now. Uh, so in different time zones, you know, you're under lots of different types of pressure. And we're we finding that the, the technology that we've developed often produces dramatic improvements in energy. Uh, fatigue goes down. Uh, anxiety goes down. Uh, work-life balance, we've seen improvements of 50% of leaders who are finding that there's still the same issues around balancing their work and life, but now they can make better decisions about how to balance those, those same uh, tough choices. So uh, dramatic improvements have, ha- have happened in healthcare organizations that we've worked in, such as at, at Mayo Clinic, at Duke, uh, where leaders are finding they're, they're able to rebuild their own vitality, uh, rebuild their energy, find new passion for what they do. Um, I think that's one of the biggest issues for leaders today is just to feel like, man, this, we're on a treadmill and it's getting steeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody turned up the speed on the treadmill. And how do you maintain your energy without feeling totally drained in the process of trying to be a good leader? So heart math, set of techniques with 
very um, tangible feedback uh, tools, the software, as you mentioned, Kathy, as well as another device that's a handheld uh, monitor device to, to help leaders uh, make progress, track their improvement, and uh, get the kind of um, cognitive and health benefits that they really want. And, Bruce, we're going to ask you more specifically about some of those uh, the cutting-edge tools they have. But I'm always interested, you know, everybody says that when you have stress and you have all this, you, you have reduced cognitive functioning. Have you guys been able to, to, in any of your research, how much cognitive function does someone lose? I mean, the good news for all of us, it's temporary. But, you know, either related to IQ or has there been any kind of research you've seen about, you know, um, how much IQ points you can lose because of stress? That that's a very individual issue. Um, how people deal with stress really is the fundamental is fundamental mm-hmm. question. So you could have you know, five leaders under the exact same stressors. Okay. Some of them seem to be getting stupider by the day <laughs> because <they're, laughs> the pressure is building and their cognitive function is diminishing. Right. Others are rising to the occasion in the same stress and seem to be getting smarter. So okay. it's less about what's happening externally and more about how you are responding, yeah. how your body is processing how you are perceiving, and then how, how well you're able to shift and, and kind of find a rhythm through the, the, the stressor. So it can't give you hard data on how much stress impacts IQ per se, but um, we've done many studies showing very obvious uh, degradation in cognitive function mm-hmm. under stress, but more importantly, how to, how to shift the picture because, again, stress is not going to go away. Uh, don't turn on CNN, but if you did turn on CNN, you'd, you'd be reminded why. It's, it's not going to go away anytime soon. Right. So we have to change ourselves. So okay. um, no, we've done numerous studies now showing dramatic impact in cognitive function, not by removing ourselves from the stressful situation, but by simply learning how to operate our own system, uh, rebooting our system uh, more effectively. Is this part of your inner quality management uh, uh, that you use in your programs at HeartMath? Yes, absolutely. Um, in, in the book that, that Relly mentioned earlier, From Chaos to Coherence, which Doc Childry and I uh, wrote a number of years ago, we laid out a model that, that we've come to call inner quality management, which really is, is saying that for, any, for an organization to be effective, for a leader to be effective, there are sort of four domains to pay attention to. The first is focusing on your own internal self-management, how to manage the stress reactions, the worries, the anxieties uh, that all of us uh, face. Second phase of that we call coherent communication, which is to, to like emotional intelligence models suggest, to make a conscious effort to be a better listener, to create more coherent relationships, free of, of the static and noise and undercurrents that, that characterize many um, uh, business relationships. Third phase of that we call boosting organizational climate. And you talked about emotions being contagious. Uh, the positive and negative of that are both true. So just as passion, enthusiasm can be infectious in an organization, so can, so can be fear, anxiety, um, cynicism, us versus them. The, the negative side we call the emotional virus, uh, that being the infectious part of uh, kind of negative emotions that can play havoc with an organization. So that's the third phase, what we call the boosting the climate. And then the fourth phase is what we call strategic processes of, of renewal, Every organization, you could be humming along great, and then all of a sudden something comes up out of left field, uh, like the current meltdown that most people didn't predict, and you suddenly have to adapt. So how do you keep your, your strategies nimble enough to keep yourself renewed enough and your organization renewed enough to adapt and adjust quickly to, to changes that occur outside of your control? So those, those four domains or dimensions 
we write about in, in the book from chaos to coherence, but they, they sort of underpin our approach to helping leaders and helping organizations be more effective and, and reduce their stress. And Bruce, could you just, for our listeners, just list the four again? Sure. <clears throat> the first dynamic we call internal self-management. Uh, the second we call coherent communication. The third dynamic we call boosting organizational climate. And the fourth dynamic we call strategic processes of renewal. Now, are, are some of these, Bruce, in your article, pull the plug on stress uh, in the Harvard Business Review? Yes, they are, although in that article, um, a Harvard Business Review asked us to focus specifically on the issues of how stress impacts a leader's health and performance. Okay. So that story is mostly on the first dynamic, which is internal self-management, although it does lead into um, how he ch- changed the dynamic within the management team that he led and um, how that affected his communication skills. So it's all sort of in the background, yeah. but that article doesn't, doesn't list okay. the dynamics per se. Well, good. So we're going to go to our, our next break. Uh, we're talking with Bruce Cryer, the CEO of HeartMath, and this is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Before every word, there is a thought. Before every action, there is a thought. If everything starts with a leader, what happens when leaders around the world start to think and do things differently? I'm thinking the world will change. Evolve the leader. Evolve the company. Change the world. Join Susan Kavanaugh for Summit Speed. All leaders rise. Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. This is uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. I'm here with Dr. Relly Nadler, and we are talking to the CEO of HeartMath, Bruce Cryer. Bruce, we were just talking about the four kind of mechanisms that you use when you talk about inner quality management. Can you talk a little bit about the cutting-edge tools that HeartMath uses to help us do that? You bet. There are two key technologies that are 
our company has developed um, over the last 10 years, <clears throat> and pardon me, and they share a name. Uh, the name is M-Wave, E-M-Wave, M-Wave. The M-Wave PC technology is a software-based system, lives in your PC with a little sensor that clips to your ear. And what the software does is it gives you a real-time picture, um, spontaneous view of what's happening in your heart, whether you're under stress or in a zone and feeling great. And, Kathy, you, you know this tool very well. You've, you've used it. I've, I've worked with you on it. <clears throat> and what's exciting to leaders is that for the first time they're seeing their physiology performing under stress, often uh, in a compromised way, but also recognizing that with the application of a very simple technique, you can change that fundamental physiology of your heart in an instant. Now, what our research also shows is that as you change the, the patterns and the output of your heart, that instantly affects the, the ability of your brain to process information effectively. In other words, make good decisions, uh, communicate in an articulate, uh, eloquent, heartfelt way. So what the executive who uses this system learns is, first of all, that their, their system is under more stress than they realize. That's, that's sort of the bad news. But then the good news is that they have more ability to change the underlying physiology than they thought. Now, you can figure out that's probably going to help with things like blood pressure, maybe even risk of, of having heart problems later on in life, and all that is true. But we're especially interested in this notion that if you practice a simple technique, and use the technology as this instant feedback, you can actually start to create a new baseline as an athlete would who is training for a marathon or for the Olympics or for a sporting event. You're literally training your system to perform at a higher and higher level through the aid of this technology, which is monitoring your, your heart. Now, we, we had that system um, and have used it, and um, literally 10,000 health professionals in the U.S. use it clinically, and, and many, many executive coaches use it to, to work with leaders. But many people also asked us, well, the software system is great in my computer, but can't you give me something portable? So we developed a, a handheld version of this called the M-Wave Personal Stress Reliever, which is about the size of an iPod or an iPhone. And uh, it's lightweight. It's a heart monitor, as the software system also is. But the interface is very simple, and so you can turn it on, clip the ear sensor to your ear or, or simply put your thumb on a button right on the device itself. It picks up what's happening in your heart, feeds back to you instantly through different light patterns and, and colors, and gives you instant feedback when you're under stress, but more importantly, what happens as you start to move into a high-performance state, which we call coherence. So these two technologies, the M-Wave PC, which is a laptop or computer version, and the M-Wave PSR, which is the handheld um, size of a iPod version, both uh, give leaders and really anyone, uh, we've used this with students, with PGA Tour professionals, with uh, military who are about, uh, coming back from uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and need tools to help them reintegrate and lower their stress, and, and et cetera. Th th these tools give you instantaneous objective feedback that you can control and regulate the emotional and physiological aspects of yourself and therefore improve in how you perform and how you, and how you lead. So uh, more and more we're known as the developers of these cool pieces of technology because they are kind of fun and very engaging, and, and, um, and I use them every day. So this is where I'm the hair club guy. You know, this is something I use on a daily basis to maintain my own um, level of performance and hopefully continue to improve uh, myself as well. 
just a couple questions about that, Bruce. I, I think from the self-management piece, <clears throat> this is so critical, especially in emotional intelligence, probably is the one area that maybe there's less tools but probably has the biggest bang for the buck, and I'm, a, I'm an avid meditator a couple times a day. So for some of the M-Wave, how often do people have to do it? Um, and then how long does it – actually, what is it actually picking up? Because we know about the brain, but this is about the heart. What is it actually picking up, and then – how long does it, does it take to see a change? Yeah, great questions. Well, I, I, I think the, the, in terms of how, let me take your last question yeah. first, how long does it take to see a change? Uh, generally speaking, within a month to six weeks, you will see a change which is sustainable over, over the long term. The first day you practice using it, you will see a change in the pattern generated by your heart. And this is the thing that is probably the most hopeful and exciting to people. And Kathy, I remember that that happened for you. I mean, first time you sat down with it, you were able to change the pattern. Absolutely. It did not take months of practice before you right. produced that. So, and then when you realize I've just changed how my heart is functioning, my heart being the strongest rhythm generator, the strongest electrical generator, the source of life, arguably in my body, and I've just changed that. And that's the very first time I even tried. That's pretty uh, inspiring to, to most people. So the first change happens quick. Sustainable change takes more time, of course. So that in that four- to six-week period where you start to really anchor in a new, uh, healthier baseline, we recommend about 10 to 15 minutes a day of, of regular practice. Okay. Now, the practice doesn't have to have the technology because it's really the techniques right. that you practice which are causing the change. The technology is just helping you refine that practice, just like a golf coach helps you you think you got your swing down, but the coach says, ah, oh, you almost got it. You know, so the technology is telling you when you're really in the zone and when you're, when you're not quite there. So um, that's the beauty of it is it's not requiring you to have spend an hour that people don't have a day right. to kind of get into a, a more productive state. Uh, so in my case uh, this morning, um, I spent 10 minutes using my handheld, the M-Wave uh, personal stress reliever. I was sitting on my bed. My wife does the same thing. We actually do this together every morning. And we spent about 10 minutes practicing uh, one of the heart math techniques to get myself in, in a zone to be productive. I knew I had this uh, call today. I have a couple other important meetings. I have a performance review I have to give one of my team. So a number of important things that I wanted to be sort of at my best for. So got myself in that state with a, one of our techniques we call the quick coherence technique and tried to sustain that for about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's, it's not a terribly time-consuming thing, and I think what most people find is that the practice is self-rewarding. You feel better right. as you do it. You realize, wow, I, I feel more, more productive, more clear, more balanced. This is a good thing. And the other advantage of the handheld is that you can use it for a minute at a time. You can pull it out right before an important phone call or right before going on stage to give a presentation or 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 in the middle of a meeting, and people could think you're checking your BlackBerry and you're actually checking your heart <laughs> to get yourself <laughs> in a better state to be a more productive participant in the meeting. So these techniques are fast interventions. They don't require a long time um, to, to get benefit. So just a quick follow-up, follow because um, given I'm an avid meditator and, and, and I, what you said, the practice is rewarding. So a lot of times I would say to people, who doesn't feel better after taking a shower? You know, and and because no one has time, but you're saying the practice is rewarding. So the thing I'm still not really clear on was what actually is going on with the heart. Is it is it is it around the rhythm of the heart, or what is it that it's actually doing? Yeah, that's, thanks for the for clarifying question, Riley. Um Let me draw a picture. 
everybody knows what a seismograph and what an earthquake pattern looks like, right. kind of chaotic and all over the place. The human heart beats in a pattern that resembles that earthquake pattern whenever we are frustrated, highly anxious, mm. fearful, rushing too fast, feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So the pattern our heart is beating in, the way it's speeding up and slowing down is erratic and chaotic. Okay. However, when we are in the zone, when we're loving what we're doing, when we're playing with our kids and horsing around, when we're in the shower, as to use your example, and feeling great, our heart, instead of being in that earthquake-looking pattern, is beating in what's called a, a coherent or a sine wave pattern. Imagine a wave that's moving up smoothly and moving down smoothly and moving up smoothly and moving down hmm. smoothly. So visually, it's, it's drastically different than when we're under stress. What that means for the heart is that when the pattern's smooth, your heart can beat kind of stress-free real efficiently. What that means for the heart when we're under the stressful pattern is it's putting a lot more strain on the heart. But how this affects our decision-making and our brain processes is that the heart and brain are hardwired. The patterns that the heart beats through, the chaotic or the smooth one, are sent every moment we're alive north all the way into the cortex. The brain receives those earthquake-looking patterns when we're tense and stressed out, or it receives the smooth, efficient patterns when we're in the zone and feeling great. The brain functions much better when we're having those zone uh, smooth patterns produced by the heart than we're in the erratic ones. And those, that has been measured through numerous cognitive studies showing that our, our what's called cortical function is literally inhibited when we're in the erratic pattern, which, again, everybody is in actually most of the time because of the stress that most people are feeling these days. The moments of being in the zone are few and far between, but when we are, that's when we often have the moment of insight. Ah, now I know what to do, or now I have clarity, or you get the bright idea. Often that results from we've accidentally, <laughs> or maybe intentionally, gotten into a more positive emotional state, and that's led to our heart beating smoother, leading to our brain being able to make the smart connections, the better decisions, the more creative thinking. Does that clarify it for that's, you? That's great. Thank you very much. Yeah. What I was going to add was um, when I learned how to use uh, this material, uh, use the software, and then translate it to my work with um, executive coaches, and and Bruce, uh, you'll have to help a little bit here. What I learned to do uh, was to visualize and then to counter the visualization with my own energy. So, for example, they show you a screen, uh, and it's a game. And then you use your own skills to control your heart and your brain to achieve the result of the game. And it's really a lot of fun. Uh, so it's not, it doesn't feel like work. It actually feels like, like you're doing something fun. And then once you get the, the kind of hang of it, uh, you can repeat the process. And by doing it over and over, you do it more easily. But if you don't practice it, you'll go right back to where you were before you started. Exactly right. And so the practice is very self-rewarding, and um, it's, it's a familiar feeling when you practice the technique to, and we teach people to both slow down their breathing, but most importantly, to feel a positive feeling. It could be how you feel about your spouse or your children or a beautiful sunset when you were standing there on the beach and just felt tranquil and wonderful. So we're teaching people to literally engage positive feelings in the moment stress is happening. That helps to neutralize the stress, to change your physiology, and often to give you a different perspective about 
whatever was causing the stress. As you practice doing that, and the software aids you in that process really, really nicely, it starts to get easier and easier. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun because, uh, again, to, to kind of have an excuse to think about something positive during the day, that's a fun thing to do. <laughs> we should do it more often. We, we, we need to do that more often. Well, we, we know we're going to go to our next break, but we know, Bruce, just from the other uh, folks that we've interviewed about the brain, it's just that uh, what you feel positive about or the gratitude and that how that changes the brain, and you're talking about how that's linking up with the heart and vice versa. Absolutely. So this is Leadership Development News. We're talking with Bruce Cryer, CEO of HeartMath, and we'll be right back. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Dad, let's sing that bedtime song. Rockabye baby by Newton's treetop His first law of motion Make sure you won't stop The same rules of physics Apply to a ball While gravity is a force That makes things fall By the sixth grade, many girls lose interest In math and science, but it's never too early To set your daughter's future in motion For some simple ideas, go to girlsgotech.org A public service announcement brought to you By Girl Scouts of USA and Ad Council The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. This is our last segment we're talking with Bruce Cryer, the CEO of HeartMath. And Kathy mentioned earlier just about using some of these techniques with uh, executive coaching. And maybe, Bruce, you can talk about that. I know you do it internally, but it sounds like other external coaches are, are using some of the HeartMath. And maybe how do they do it and exactly what does that look like? Yeah, uh, that's a, a good question again. Um, I, I think one of the things that we've taken as an approach is um, – to transfer techniques, teach techniques in a coaching style to executives. Uh, we find many executives will not attend a training program, a workshop, either they don't have time or they don't want to be in a situation where their peers hear you know, their comments about stress or anything else. Uh, so having a more private format is, is much more appealing, obviously, to many executives. Um, we actually have a program that we call the one-on-one provider program, which uh, is, is a way that executive coaches can be licensed to teach mm. these 
uh, techniques formally uh, as part of their executive coaching practice. We have you know, several hundred here in the U.S. and, and now in Scandinavia and uh, in the U.K. and, and uh, Netherlands and Australia of the coaches who are using this as part of their uh, whatever other techniques and, and processes they use in their coaching. And, and again, I think to come back to the why the feedback is so important, um, we find that the use of the technology in particular is very, very appealing to most executives. Having a device that is scientific and is showing you actual physiological change, number one, it's kind of hard to argue with. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, can, you can fool a, a, a assessment, but you can't fool uh, physiology. And so it gives you actual sort of honest feedback, but more importantly, it gives you kind of benchmarks and gives you something to, to uh, track your progress and, and hopefully improve. So um, both in the work that we do directly with executives, which is generally um, phone-based, several hours of content delivered over several weeks, we find that the executive coaching model just makes so much sense because if you're only training somebody in a one- or two-event process, it's more limiting in terms of what can really be sustained. But if you're able to, to teach someone and coach them over time, you know, we all know that that's the chance of, of that, that new, those new behaviors being sustainable are, are much, much higher. And we just feel that the addition of the technology and the actual techniques to practice make a really compelling package that an executive is uh, often drawn to. One of the things you just touched on was the fact that you've been doing this globally. So do these stress reduction and performance programs actually work across any culture? Yeah, there's always some localization that's required to make it sound French or to make it feel appropriate in China, and these are countries where we currently do this kind of work. But the fact that we have taken a approach which is fundamentally about our physiology makes it universal. Uh, a China, Chinese uh, leader, a French leader, a, a British leader, an American leader, an Australian leader have the same fundamental physiology, and the levers affect our brain and our heart the exact same way. So it is, is universal in that sense, and that's a lot of the appeal. Um, you, know, you asked earlier about work at BP, and we've actually worked on five continents with BP. So they've, we've done teams in Africa and in, and in Asia and in the U.S. And, and across Europe as well as Australia. And so uh, we found that the, the basic skills totally transferable. How you position them to make it feel um, normal <laughs> to someone in one country versus another country, that may need to change a little bit. But the fundamental techniques and the fundamental physiology are, are really universal. And um, you know, we've been able to, to discover that this approach of helping the individual and helping the organization emphasize the importance of lowering and preventing stress can have, can have really significant economic benefit. Um, at, in the case of BP, they had identified a billion dollars in annual costs that they could directly attribute to stress, at which point they had they'd done a number of pilots with us in, in various parts of the world and, and announced that we would be the one global program to help them further uh, lower these uh, the costs that were that were due to, to stress and, and outcomes on health. We've had six organizations here in the U.S. who have saved over a million dollars in the first year by teaching heart math to the healthcare workers in their in, in their hospitals, and as a result, people didn't quit. So the retention improved dramatically. The retention is a big issue in an economy like this. You don't want to lose really valuable people when the economy is so tight. So uh, these organizations have been able to track dramatic improvements in people wanting to stay instead of saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit and find a place that I can be more productive elsewhere. 
so we, we've seen uh, in, both in healthcare settings, in, in large corporate settings, in small companies. Uh, one of the projects that I'm personally very involved with now is we're, we're working with a Protestant denomination whose healthcare costs were very, very high and is all related to stress. And their target audience were their CEOs, meaning their pastors. Mm. And they realized that these individuals who are leaders in their community, leaders of the church, uh, leaders of their family in many cases, uh, were under enormous stress and never taking care of themselves. And so our program was brought in to help them re-energize their, their sense of mission for what they're, they're doing, uh, but also to help the denomination lower the costs, which were escalating almost out of control in, in stress costs. Well, they've, they've now actually lowered their health care costs. Instead of 10 or 20% average increase per year, they're actually starting to come down. It's going lower. Wow. Meanwhile, the leaders, these, these pastors, are saying, You've given me my my life back. My, my I feel revitalized. I feel I feel inspired again, and it's been years since I felt that. So uh, there's sort of there's the human dimension of this really is can't be can't be over overstated. Um, there there's clear economic benefits. We've tracked them in millions of dollars of savings. But they, we live in a time where people are very anxious and very worried. We have to care for each other more. We have to have more compassion for each other, and, and we have to realize that. All of us are under more stress than we want to have, so we can help each other. We, if we realize that, we can be more compassionate. We can be a little kinder. We can help each other with techniques, with technology to, to you know, help refine the, the process. But uh, it's a time to help each other, as I think, especially right now. What's well, interesting, just talking about the compassion, I just recently kind of heard something where the Dalai Lama was saying that when you feel compassion, it does more for you than the person that's necessarily receiving the compassion. So probably if we were... Put up some of your technology. What was going on for their heart and the coherence when they were feeling compassion? And we've actually studied that too. We've looked at the effect of care and compassion on immune function, and sure enough, the Dalai Lama is right. You are enormously benefited in terms of immune strength uh, when you are, are compassionate towards towards somebody that reports to you <laughs> or your spouse, etc. Well, is there anything uh, that you'd like our our audience to know about how to reach you? Sure, um, heart mass has a number of websites, but the main one of interest is uh, heartmath.com, H-E-A-R-T, like the human heart, math, like mathematics, heartmath.com. Uh, if people would like to get in touch with me personally, I am happy to do that. Uh, I'm on Facebook, and I'm also uh, via email. Um, I'm B, as in Bruce, crier, B crier, at heartmath.com. And I'd be happy to engage in a conversation with anyone to learn more about these techniques. Our, heart ma- our, our website, heartmath.com, is a, is a great repository of all kinds of information, both on the level of personal development, organizational development, and, and leadership effectiveness. So I look forward to continuing the conversation. Well, thank you, Bruce. We enjoyed having you today, and I'm sure our listeners have learned a great deal. Thank you so much. My thank pleasure. you, Bruce. Take care. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.